Hey, everybody. Taylor Rooks here. In this episode, we sit down with my friend and Grizzly star, John Morant. We talk about everything in our annual sit-down. We discuss Michael Jordan and whether or not he would have cooked the goat. Spoiler alert. He says that he would have. We discuss the Warriors playoff series and the back-and-forth he had with Draymond Green. And we talk about that eye injury where he could not see during his stellar performance. Let's get to it. What up? We are back at it. <laughs> you and me once again, but you know, this is like our, this is our annual interview tradition. We always do one. Yeah. Anniversary. <laughs> How you feeling? Vegas is something. Vegas is hot. <laughs> it is so hot. What is it? We're like, we're at a hundred today, right? For sure. And 20. <laughs> so you're, we're at 200. Um, didn't say his name, but John Moran, everybody. Uh, give it up for John. You know, we do these all the time, but you're certainly much richer this time. Big money. Congrats on that. Likely uh, going to be up to, what, $231 million, your extension. It's a lot of money. A lot of zeros. Yeah. When you hear that number, what do you think? Mm, what do I think? Obviously, starting, I earned it. Number one, but uh, definitely a blessing, you know, for, you know, me and my family to, you know, be able to, you know, achieve that. So, yeah, now it's got to, you know, keep it going. Do you think it's really hit you, though, that that's what you're going to be making? Yeah, I feel like once it did, uh, I was in Utah. I actually was sitting on the balcony and recorded a little video and sent it to my mom, dad, and little sister. Like, you know, we made it. Uh, I felt like, you know, that's when it, you know, kind of hit me that, you know, I just signed, you know, for a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I think everything be weird, you know, for me, like, achieving goals and stuff. It's like, it'll be a random time. Like, I can be in a drive-thru now, it might hit me or something. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure it'll, you know, come around again. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I saw you talking about that moment on the balcony where you, you know, recorded the video, sent it to your family. And you had that moment with them. But when you you were sitting on that balcony, just like by yourself and reflecting, what were you thinking about yourself in that moment? Uh, pretty much a relief, um, honestly. Um, obviously, I feel like, you know, every, you know, top pick, you know, coming in to, you know, your last year, uh, well, year four, um, your goal is to, you know, get a, another contract. Um, really, I feel like that's for everybody in the league. So, you know, Going into year three, you know, um, that offseason before, you know, I put a lot into, like, yeah, we need another contract. It's working hard. You know, talking with my family, you know, about continuing to stay in the gym, staying locked in. Had a great year, and the contract came. So mm-hmm. it was definitely, you know, like a relief, and it's like, all right, now you can just, you know, do what you do best. That's, you know, play basketball. Yeah. Does this ever feel surreal for you? Or have you always said, like, this is what my life was going to be? I could say both. Honestly, you know, basketball, I always wanted, you know, to play at the highest level. Um, it was my goal to play at the highest level. And uh, I can't say, you know, I always thought, you know, this is how my life would be. Uh, but, you know, I'm extremely happy and, you know, blessed to, you know, be able to, you know, live this life and play the game at the highest level. So. Yeah, and now we're getting, what, $500 tips? 
to uh, the waitresses, which you did all the time. Like you have always been a very, a very big tipper. But in that moment, it felt like it was a little more special. Um, for sure. Um, it was actually just chilling in Dallas, and you know, I did a tip. I feel like you know it was the first time where I, I ever had somebody you know react that way. Uh, pretty much, like she actually ran around the restaurant <laughs> after that. Um, the whole time, she just like. Can I shake your hand? Can I get a hug? And she like, I'll never want to wash this shirt again. So oh. hopefully she put it up on her wall somewhere. So. Yeah, and now she will be a Grizzly fan like forever. For sure, she got to be. Yeah, no other team. Yeah, and that's I think a really special thing that you do with a bunch of people. You create these moments, like even with in your camps when all the kids show up, but you're like dunking with them, you're gritting with them, like they're gonna think about that. Forever. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Experience, you know, you you know. Remember forever. Yeah. So one thing about you, you live life. You have a very fun life. Um, and you are certainly the topic of a bunch of things on social media because you're going on IG Live and showing everyone the fun you were having. What did you think about the reaction that people had to you being on IG Live? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I honestly just feel like, you know, in my job, my profession, that I feel like, you know, people kind of, uh, thing you know, we're not human as well. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who goes and have a drink. So, uh, but because I'm on IG Live, and, you know, fans around the world, you know, see it. Uh, feel like they kind of, you know, blew it up. Like, you know, some was, you know, Ja having the time of his life, you know, he's living, which, you know, I feel like I should, you know. I achieved my, my dream. I feel like every day you should celebrate life, um, Especially if you, if you wake up that morning, I feel yeah. like you can you know you can never take uh, life for granted. So you know that's why I always preach to you know my family and everybody you know to always you know be themselves and you know enjoy life. Uh, but then you have some that's you know always going to be negative. Uh, yeah. And I feel like you just be like, all right, oh well, I'm, I'm gonna do me. So mm-hmm. after you know I did that live, that's you know I, well, I said what I said. Yeah, and I think you also even tweeted just about. Like, you are going to be who you are, like how you mentioned. But do you ever feel like, okay, if I'm doing this, and even though we all know you're in the gym, I know you're in the gym every day, but there's something to people not seeing you in the gym that makes them think that you're not. Like, how do you combat that? Um, You know, now I have my man's Nye who, you know, follow me around, you know, everywhere I go. Shout out to Nye. Now I can have, you know, that footage. Um... So if I want to post, I can post almost every day if I wanted right. to, but I, I just don't feel the need to. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, I feel like, you know, I have to let everybody know. Yeah. And then, you know, from, you know, my side, uh, my trainers, uh, my, my friends, you know, they always make sure, you know, I'm in the gym and they actually be in the gym with me working out. I feel like we all, you know, hold each other accountable. And then to the Grizzly side, you know, as well. Um, but like, you know, we all share that mindset. So, you know, always wanted to be better. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm just not going to post being in a gym every day. Right. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I mean, I'm clearly in the gym. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. I mean, you will wake up every morning and go to the gym. Yeah, Every for single sure. day. Okay, sure. that's fair. What do you think your relationship is with social media? Like, what does Twitter do for you? Uh, for me, um, a lot of things. Um, you know, you get to see, you know, what's going on around the world. It's opportunity for, you know, me to speak up on, you know, 
things I believe in, things I don't like, I do like. And, you know, also um, to, you know, promote my brand, um, which is me on my brand. So, yeah, um, I feel like, you know, it, it helps a lot. Obviously, you know, social media can be draining for a lot of people. Um, highs and lows. Um, me personally, honestly, uh, you know, I could get rid of it. But, you know, I'm just, you know, a guy who, you know, allow people, you know, who are fans of me, you know, to see, you know, what I'm doing. I tweet certain things, maybe it's song lyrics or a prayer or something or even something me and, you know, my group has talked about pretty much. So, and it can be an outlet to some, you know, who don't, you know, want to talk to people in person. So when you talk about like the highs and lows of social media, how easy is it for you to block out what people say about you or how difficult is it? Do you get caught up in it sometimes? I definitely see it. Um, I give a lot of credit to my mom for, you know, keeping me, you know, kind of in line with it. But then sometimes she gives me the go ahead, like, all right. <laughs> and then sometimes I won't even tell her and I just go ahead and do it. And then she'll be like, nope, delete it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's definitely hard. You know, you see everything now, you know. Technology, social media is so updated to where, like, I can get on my Twitter and it got like a section of my name, and then you see just all the tweets about me, uh, mm-hmm. pretty much. So I definitely, you know, I can't block it out, but uh, I feel like you know you just got to pick and choose. Uh, you have to be smart on you know what you you know say, what you react to, and you know what you let get to you. Um, obviously, it's always gonna be haters, but you know that's come with you know you know you being you and being successful. So yeah, you know, I just. Take it for what it is. What have you learned to be the things that you want to give no energy to and the things that you decide to give energy to when it comes to what happens online? Uh, when people just, you know, try to be, you know, real disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's through the internet. Uh, if I say anything on that, it's giving them exactly what they want. And that's more likes and retweets. Obviously, I'm not going to see them. It's just going to be back and forth and, you know. That's just something, you know, I'm not interested in going back and forth with somebody. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I going definitely, like, I might say a couple things, but then I'm, I'm going to stop eventually. Uh, well, so, yeah. Yeah. One thing that I think everyone um, was talking about was this discourse that happened with your dad, T, who is the greatest human ever. Um, but people were talking about, like, him being on the sidelines. And so then he decided next game to wear the shirt that said, proud support of black dad. Why do you think it was important for him um, to be able to speak on that as well? Um, man, my dad is, like you said, like a friendly guy. Like everybody loves him, uh, down to earth, uh, take care of everybody, you know, show everybody, you know, love no matter if he knew you for, you know, years or three minutes. Uh, he mm-hmm. treat everybody the same. And that's, you know, with love and care. For me, you know, Growing up, you know, I always said he was my first hater. So now to see him on the sideline, running up and down, jumping up, cheering, it was different for me as well. But <laughs> now it's like, all right, now he's kind of, you know, showing me. And now it gave me, you know, even more confidence when I'm out there playing that. All right, if he's cheering and he's happy, then I know I'm doing something right. But for him to, you know, receive, you know, the uh, stuff people were saying about him, about, you know, having his cup on the sideline, like, He's a grown man. Like he, he does what he wants at the end of the day. But um, I feel like, you know, every child, you know, need that support from their parents. And 
I don't see like how you get bashed for being, you know, a supportive, you know, father, or even if it was a mother. Uh, yeah. Getting bashed for, you know, uh, showing love to your child and supporting them, and, you know, riding with them to the wheels fall off. So yeah. Um, he's not the, the the one to, you know, speak up too much on it, but that's why I'm here. I yeah. will for him. No, for sure. <laughs> Can you also, I mean, I don't know if people fully understand, you know, obviously the role that he's played in your life is your dad, but also why you making it to the NBA and being a star is super special to him because of the past that he has also had in basketball. So if you could explain that, I think uh, it would pretty, help too. Pretty much like, you know, I'm uh, living, you know, both our dreams out. Um, you know, he had that opportunity and, you know, instead he took it to, you know, stay with me because uh, I was, you know, about to be born, um, which is something, you know, most people wouldn't, you know, I don't feel like it would be an easy decision for, you know, most. Like, you have a career, your goal where you wanted to achieve, but you have, uh, you know, a child on the way and you took that instead. So I know it was, you know, definitely a tough decision that he made that decision to, you know, be in my life, which, once again, I feel like, you know, every child needs. And uh, as far as, you know, uh, living out the dream, um, it's crazy. Uh, you know, we both, you know, have our moments about, you know, me being in the NBA, and then now it's not only me being in the NBA, but, you know, a top player in the league as well. So mm -hmm. um, it's definitely something, you know, we're both, you know, proud about. But if we play one-on-one, you know, I, I would kill him. <laughs> you know, it's so funny watching him at the games because, like, all the ones I've gone to, he's also talking trash to the opposing team. Like, the player, when they are right there inbounding, you hear him Chairman, Chairman, Chairman. Him and Draymond actually were going at it. Like, it was, I was at game one of y'all's playoff series. And they were going at it. And Draymond was like, yo, yo. He said to Ja, he was like, Ja, get your dad. Cause I <laughs> <laughs> but that's him. But, yeah. um, you know, everybody uh, that he's talked trash to, you know, they have, you know, the relationship of, yeah. you know, obviously respect with each other. And right after the game, they, you know, dap up. And, yeah. Uh, you know, have a laugh together. And, and they know it's, you know, me as well. So um, it's all love, but he always told me inside those four lines, you know, you can't have no friends. So mm -hmm. that's him, you know, 24-7. He's going to talk all <laughs> once the game starts until it ends. But yeah. before and after the game, you know, he showed love to, you know, all those players as well. So. Now, speaking of Draymond, there's been some Twitter fun between, uh, <laughs> between you two. Um, starting with, you talking about the the real estate that you felt you all were taking up in their heads. Tell me what you were thinking about when you put that tweet out. Um, I just felt like, you know, if I won a championship, I wouldn't think about, you know, no other team or what somebody said months ago. I'm going to be, you know, celebrating a championship. I'm going to be, you know, happy with my teammates. But as you see, after they won the championship, everything was crazy. Playing whoop that trick on a parade, showing it in the club, um, talking about Jaren, this and that. Um, I mean, I feel like, you know, when you win, you know, you can say anything. But I lost and I'm going to still be jived in the day. Yeah. But it's social media, you know, they blew it up. Like, is it beef? Is it a rivalry? But no, like, those guys can tell you, uh, even after, you know, we lost in a series that, you know, I told them, I feel like, you know, it's time, you know, for y'all to get another ring, um, you know, through Steph, Clay, and Draymond as well. And then they said the same, like, 
you know, y'all be back. You know, we'll see y'all again. It's be a lot of fun for years to come. But mm-hmm. we all competitors at the end of the day. We all battling, you know, in this league to, you know, be the best we can be and to win championships. And, and that's what comes with it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying after that series, you knew, like you said, Steph and them, you're like, it's time for y'all to come and get. Uh, for sure. Um, honestly, I felt like, you know, coming out of that series, whoever, you know, it was, was the favorite, you know, uh, to win the championship. And, you know, with Golden State, you know, they've been, you know, a dominant team for years. And, you know, now having their, you know, three core guys back um, and battling with us, you know, you, you definitely can see that. Experience definitely comes into play. Um, I actually was, you know, a fan of the Celtics as well. Um, so I, that series, I didn't pick nobody to win. I was just like, <laughs> man, I want game seven. Whoever wins, wins. I'm a big fan of Tatum. Uh, you know, I was actually DMing, DMing him as well. You know, congratulate him on the wins. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. we're young. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, um, times where, you know, you know, the league is in good hands with, you know, the young core uh, pretty much. So I was congratulating him and, you know, Kind of hoping, you know, he he definitely, you know, won him a championship, you know, to start it for this, you know, younger generation. So. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about the Warriors series and just you all's matchups to come, I, it's obviously no beef. Anyone who says that is is incorrect. Rivalry is maybe not the right word, but there is certainly like a little more edge for sure. to that matchup. And there always will be. Do you agree with that? Uh, for sure. Um, okay. It's because it's, it's Golden State. Like, yeah. They've been dominant for years. One, you know— what, four championships? Um, I feel like, you know, when you got Golden State on the schedule, you know, you you, you want to come out and play, and, you know, that's when you play your best. So you put a lot more into it, you know, playing them, um, you know, with the three main core guys. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, like, no rivalry or anything. But um, I feel like I'll, I said it for years since I've been in the league, you know, that's my my favorite matchup for sure. Yeah. One thing Draymond was talking about after that, and as you all were having your back and forth online, was that he feels as though maybe we put too much weight into regular season matchups. Like if somebody wins in the regular season. Exactly. I agree. I agree. You agree with for that? For sure. Okay. Why? Because we say we played Golden State first game of the season, we win. Now it's like, all right, yeah, Memphis coming out of the West. Memphis better than Golden State. But it's one game. We lost to teams this year that didn't even make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I agree with, you know, what he's saying on everybody put too much into the, you know, regular season. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the playoffs is really when you get to lock in, you know, pretty much and, you know, scout a team because, you know, you got them for possible seven games instead of playing them and having another team you might play the next day where you can't, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh um, definitely will. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a, a really good point, and it speaks to just the postseason being a completely different animal. For sure. Like, and when we're talking about who's going to win these games, it almost doesn't even make sense to say, well, in the regular season, this happened. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just a different gear. That, yeah, that different basketball and more physical. Mm-hmm. Half court, you now it's not too many, you know, fast break transition points. So it's like you actually get to lock in on a team and you have to, you know, be able to, uh, go out and score the ball in the playoffs. Yeah. No, for sure. So, with that series, I think there was a lot of talk about, like, code and it being physical and all of these things. What is code to you? Uh, safe place, uh, pretty much. You know, honestly, I don't, you know, ever think, you know, anybody go out to, you know, hurt anybody. Yeah. Um, For sure. 
I feel like even if you don't like a person, you're just not going to go and, you know, try to end a person's career or anything like that. But, you know, it's just being safe. You know, it's just certain, you know, things, you know, you pretty much can't do. Obviously, we had two inc- two incidents, you know, in that series where, you know, players went out. Um, but at the end of the day, you got apologies from, you know, both of those players, you know, who, you know, did whatever. Um, I feel like, you know, we all, you know, rooting for each other at the end of the day, you know, playing in the league. Um, but I got, you just, you got to be safe. Um, you got to, you know, obviously protect yourself. But, you know, if you have a chance to, you know, stop some or let somebody keep playing in a series and, you know, pretty much, you know, just don't do it. But it's over now. It is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, do you think people made too much of, like, you and Jordan Poole? Yeah. Um, even me, honestly. Um, obviously, I was frustrated, you know, how I got hurt. Um, you know, I sent the tweet. I actually, once again, my mom came into play, like, no, delete it. Um, then I seen people start, you know, trying to talk trash, like, oh, you deleted, you soft. At that time, I probably would have got fined for stuff I said, but I had yeah. to take that in consideration. Yeah. So, but um, it's all good with me. I don't, I ain't tripping on that. Yeah. So you were frustrated, but I feel like at this point you all have spoken. You're cool. Yeah. Even uh, when we went back to Golden State, uh, when I was walking on the court, uh, mm-hmm. he asked me, was I good? You know, dapped me up. Even some of the other players, you know, asked me on the side uh, as well. Yeah. You know, that's why I said that's what it's all about. You know, we all, at the end of the day, care for each other. All, you know, want everybody to succeed. So um, I don't think, you know, it's too much, you know, dirty players in this league to, you know, go and do, you know, mm-hmm. anything. But after that, you know, frustrated, in pain, not knowing, you know, what the results was going to be at the time. Um, my mind, you know, pretty much was all over the place. Uh, so it was a lot of frustration, you know, went into yeah. that and then. After, you know, the first incident where they, you know, everybody was trying to, you know, bash my teammate, not even knowing that he apologized and stuff like he didn't mean to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that went into play, too. So, yeah. And everybody know I'm one to take up for, you know, my people. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's also I just think it's it's almost like a pressure cooker. Like there's so much frustration. You're obviously all trying to win. You're mad about certain things. It's like an emotional roller coaster and that everybody's just trying to navigate. You put getting hurt on top of that and it's a, it's a whole thing. I think people underestimated how badly you hurt your eye. Like, could you, even the next game, it was bothering you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I was frustrated then as well. Um, no, I was back with the docs so everybody can get this story real quick. There's something nobody knows. So I was in the back of the tunnel, you know, trying to get my vision back, but it was like blurry. It was like when I go to look a certain way, it would get blurry. But like when I was straight for a minute, like I'd be good. But as soon as I look away, it was getting blurry. So I was getting frustrated, like, man, I can't see. Uh, I got hit like directly in my eye. So. We was trying to do eye drops. I tried to go back to the bench. And I was like, all right, I think I'm going to be fine. I looked up at the lights and it went back. So then now it's like, man, all right, I can't see. So I, I think I went back to, you know, I trained her like two or three times, kept trying to get eye drops. And then me being a competitor, uh, my pops always said, you got to protect me from myself. The docs told me uh, I couldn't go back in until... You know, I did a little test where, you know, I actually could, you know, show I could see or whatever. So we went back in the tunnel. 
And when we was walking, I was already looking at everything before. So by the time they came back, I was like, yeah, man, I can see. That's the exit sign. It's the person right here. Like, I'm covering my good eye. And I just kept pointing. And then I'm like, all right, and just took off running. So then I ran to the bench and like, coach, I'm ready and check back in. So then when I checked back in, my vision was still blurry. Like, I was out there playing, like, I don't know how I did it, honestly, but... <laughs> so you're saying you cheated the test with the doctors. I cheated, for sure. So, so that you could come back onto the court and play. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so when you're on the court, what is everything looking like, if you can't see? Um, Like, my vision, you know, pretty much started to come back, but, like, it was still blurry a little bit. Like, if I looked too fast or a certain way. So it was like I was trying to, you know, lock in. So, like, when I first got back into the game, I think I had, like, two opportunities where... uh. I could score and I like passed it and then one was on a fast break. And I normally on a fast break, everybody know I get downhill. I even stop at the three-point line and just pass it to Zaire and he ended up hitting. I think it was his second three in a row. And then it was like, all right, I was trying to get it. They called timeout. I went back to the bench. And everybody like, you good, you good. And I'm telling them, yeah, but I was really trying to get my vision back. So I think <laughs> <laughs> then I went down, uh, I got the and one uh going left. And then I remember like uh, my brother and then was baseline. And I'm like, bro, like, I really got one eye. Like, I really couldn't see, like, if I was looking fast or whatever. Really? So I pretty much just had to lock in on whatever I was looking at at the moment. Um, so it's definitely tough, you know, being a point guard. You know, you see everything. But uh, that's that was one for the book. So that made it even more special. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that'll be like your legend story when you yeah, were in the playoffs with one eye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's up there with Jordan flu game, but for me, <laughs> that's, that's number one right there. Jordan flu game and John Morant's one eye. <laughs> those, are, those are one and two. Well, no, I mean, I, I knew that it was like bad. And yeah. then you had gone out there and you just you just tried to cheated the test, man. Sounds like that's good. what you got to do the path, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta cheat to make it work. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't study. <laughs> so another thing that sticks out to me too, and not to play like the what if game, but like I said, I was at game one, and so I see when you get the ball, you're going downhill. You have that moment that if you make it, you guys win game one. Yeah. And you miss that layup. Yeah. And I saw it on your face how upset you were. Do you think about that specific shot? Often? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, game one at home, we had home court. It's a layup I make time and time again. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was really frustrated. It's like, man, I actually pretty much beat the Heat, I think, the year before off the same layup. Mm -hmm. So it's like, man, you do this layup in your workouts. You do it in practice. You do it in the games. And game was on the line, and, you know, I blew it. So I was, you know, pretty much frustrated with that one. Obviously, going up 1-0. Uh, not saying, you know, we would have won the second game, but we end up winning the second game. So now you're going into Golden State up 2-0 instead of 1-1. And, you know, that's pretty much an advantage you need. You know, it's you know a lot of, I feel like, you you know, you're more comfortable, you know, going in. Uh, but definitely one. Yeah. Then getting in, the, like, my people's already know when I'm, if I come out, uh, they'd be, you know, normally waiting in the parking lot. I come out. If they see how I'm walking, they already know. They're like, you good, man. You make that layup all the time. And I'm like, man, I know. But, <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> and it was like, I'm like, okay, did you get fouled? Nah. Okay. Nah, I wouldn't say I got fouled. Because it looked fouled. like it for a minute. Yeah, but I mean, it's the playoffs, so. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like, you know, anybody who drives to the, you know, uh, the rim pretty much get a bump or something. So mm-hmm. if, it, if you want to call a foul like that, then I feel like, you know, that's kind of soft. So. Yeah. But that wasn't why I missed. Yeah. I think Clay actually tipped the ball as well, but I still got it off to where I could have made the layup. Mm-hmm. Like he tipped it like right before I let it go. Uh, yeah. I mean, because yeah. there's there's few moments in a playoff series that you can point to and say, that could have changed some. For sure. Like, and obviously, I, I was frustrated with that, but um, it was the rebounding category for us, you know, in that series that mm-hmm. pretty much hurt us. So, yeah. I can be like, damn, man, that layup right there made us lose the game. But, you know, it's the little stuff that, you know, you can pinpoint mm-hmm. and be like, all right, if we did this, we would have won. Yeah. Now, with game two, that was your. 47 points? Yeah. Little 47? Yeah. Would you say that was the best game of your career? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Playoffs. Second round at that. You know, mm-hmm. I was first round exit year before. So, second round. And it's Golden State. Um, after, you know, going back and forth, you know, with, with Steph, uh, I, I feel like, you know, that was my best one. Yeah. Um, another thing, uh, Anthony Tolliver was telling me about stuff. Um, like, you know, no matter what, like if you have a bad game, you know, the greats always, you know, uh, come back, you know, and redeem itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was my game. That was my chance. And for like, listen to him, like when he was my vet, and, you know, he telling me like, you know, how to carry myself, you know, how to go about stuff. And like, he was speaking on stuff and then it was, I'm playing against stuff when that happened. It was like, yeah. it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. On that, you know, Mm-hmm. On that stage, that level, uh, it's definitely, you know, I feel like that was my best game. For sure. And also just like that mental fortitude that it takes to, you know, miss that layup that you make all the time, but come back and get 47, like you said, yeah. against Steph, somebody that I'm sure I know how much you value Steph as a basketball Somebody player. can't give a lot of chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, 100%. I think that obviously, even though the series and in the way that you wanted to, you had these moments within it yeah. that I think showed everybody that both you and the team, like, you're not going away. Nah, no, no yeah. way. Yeah, like, the no Grizzlies way. are a team that's absolutely here to stay. But for so, a while, yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. But so for you, okay, obviously the ceiling for any team is championship. That's what you end up wanting. But as you all get better, what's your floor? Meaning, like, what is something that has to happen every year or you'll feel like it was not a successful year? Like, is it the Western Conference Finals? Is it the, like, what's the floor for you all? Uh, obviously, you know, it's, we're in the Western Conference. So, I feel like, you know, it's a tough conference. I feel like, you know, year in, year out, you know, it's a, a different team who comes to the, you know, playoff picture. Um, it's pretty much the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. The year before, you know, didn't make it now. They was in the playoffs, you know, this year pretty much had us uh, on the ropes. But for us, I feel like number one is definitely playoffs. Um, but I feel like, you know, Western Conference Finals, Finals is, you know, something we have to, you know, do each year uh, for us, you know, not to say be satisfied, but, you know, be happy with the season. Mm-hmm. Even though this past season we didn't make it, but we had a, you know, a great year. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, you know, that's just the start. You know, that's the beginning. And mm-hmm. it's now, it's going to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And I mean, I do hope sometimes you sit back and you say, like, every year we've gotten better. Like, yeah, every for sure. year it's, you've gotten further. And then you've gotten better personally, yeah. too. Lost in the play-in, mm-hmm. my rookie year. 
lost first round, second round. Mm-hmm. But I'm tired of the losing. It's time to yeah. put some ice <laughs> on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> and when you think about that, are you like, do you give yourself the goal of when that needs to happen, the time you want to see that happen? Like, how do you think of the scope of winning that championship? Um, I feel like, you know, that's it's, it's tough. Um, obviously, you, like, I want to win now. You know, I want to win now. But I feel like you can't put, you know, that much pressure on yourself. But uh, when, when it's time, you know, it, it's, it's time. Um, so once playoffs hit for us, it's like, all right, like, this is the time right here. Like, it's not, you know, like, Early in the season, you know, everybody goal is, you know, to win a ring. But that's a long season, highs and lows, um, something I hate, injuries. Like, you know, you just never know. Um, but um, when that time comes, you know, you have to be ready for it. And then you you got to be like, you know, it's, it's here. So we got to do everything to, you know, go ahead and, you know, achieve that goal for us. I don't know if scared is the right word, but for lack of a better word. Are you scared of getting injured after going through some already? Yeah, for sure. Um, I even, you know, wrote my my goals down, you know, this season. And, you know, one of them was to play every game uh, this upcoming season. So uh, my trainers, you know, definitely can tell you my parents, they, it'd be any little thing, like, and I get to panicking and stuff. It's like, man, like, I'm trying to be out there on the floor. I'm a competitor, you know. I'll, you know, lay my body on the line, you know, for my team to be out there, you know, to compete and battle with them. So I honestly felt like that uh, go to state series where I couldn't play was kind of, you know, one of the toughest times of my life Um, from the mental aspect of, you know, not being able to be out there, you know, on that stage versus that team in the playoffs who we know, you know, a great team, win championships you know, just to see, you know, pretty much how close we were, you know, to achieving our goal. Um, it, it was tough. So. so I know obviously it was tough because you were injured, but what made it one of the toughest times of your life? Like, how did that toughness manifest in your day-to-day? Um, so just starting, like, with, you know, having to go, you know, get the MRI, um, you know, wait on the results. Um, I actually left the gym and my people were still you know, at the gym or whatever, they was texting me and stuff. And, like, I didn't I didn't know, like, what to do, what to say at the time. Like, I, it was just, like, a lot going on, mind racing. It's like, is this something that's going to affect me, you know, for, you know, a year or two or for a while? Or is it, you know, something, you know, I could get over, you know, pretty much uh, real quick? And then once they told me, like, yeah, man, uh, you know, this series is, you know, you know, kind of over, like, you, you want to play, you know, this series or whatever, and it's like, damn, pretty much, like. Yeah. So then it's like, my people's actually with me, like, I'm just sitting there, and it's like, you know how you can tell when you know when somebody down, and you know, you're just trying to make sure they're good and stuff, but it was like, my mind just was all over the place, but, you know, having them around, you know, you know helped me, and then going back to Memphis, then coming back to Golden State, and I'm still on the sideline in a tech suit, uh, was definitely tough. So I had to just keep telling myself, you know, everything, you know, happens for a reason. Um, I just took it out as an opportunity to, you know, lock in on, you know, everything and, you know, put my off-season plan on to how to be available 
for mm-hmm. every game to, you know, be able to go out there and play. Yeah. You know, I think that, like, NBA fans in general, they almost underestimate just, like, what injuries do to a player mentally. They talk about it so flippantly, like, oh, well, you can't stay out there. Or it's like, well, go out there. It's the playoffs. But it's not, it's not that easy. What would you just want people to understand about what it does for you mentally, being injured and also not being able to help your team? Um, tough. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, you know, you want to be out there and knowing you can't. That I feel like the even tougher part. Uh, I feel like nobody in this league uh, would get injured and, you know, be able to play and not play uh, pretty much unless it's like something be like, all right, if I go play, I maybe can hurt it worse or anything. So mentally, uh, it can have you down on yourself. Ask you, uh, it can make you, you know, question everything, like why it had to be me, why at this time. Um, and I feel like for us, you know, basketball is our job. Our goal was to play at the highest level. We had that opportunity to play at the highest level. Um, then you injured, and now it's like, you can't go out there and play. And for us, you know, you got your teammates who you ride for, who you practice and, you know, go through everything with day in and day out. So, you know, you want to be out there. And then for it to be the playoffs where, you know, we got an opportunity to win a ring, mm-hmm. it, it, it's tough. Yeah. But you, I feel like you just got to, you know, in every negative, you got to, you know, find a positive in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was trying to do. Uh, it kind of took me a minute, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you made it. I made it. (laughs) (laughs) You talked about like almost working on being available. Like in the off season, how do you work on durability and on making sure that you're there for your team on the court? I give a lot of credit to uh, the trainers, you know, in the league and also, you know, the trainers, you know, people have, you know, on the side as well. But I feel like I'm grateful to have, you know, my trainers with my team and my trainer, my personal trainer to be able to collab and, be on the same page. So I feel like, you know, that helps me even more. And, you know, they try to teach me, you know, about my body, all these big words, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's just, you know, learning, you know, what I got to do, what's my problem, you know, what's weak. Um, And then it's, you know, setting out this plan to, you know, not only, you know, make your, pretty much your whole body strong, but, you know, certain parts to prevent injury. So mine is, how to prevent, you know, knee injuries, how I play. Um, I had mm. two, three uh, knee injuries, you know, since I've, I've been in the league. So it's now just them studying that and finding out what's weak. I do all these tests and stuff now. Yeah. That I hate, but it's, it's <laughs> for the better, so. But that also has to be like a weird back and forth in your head, knowing like it's your style of play. Like the thing that makes you jaw is also the thing that's like, where you kind of like are gasping every time you go up or every time that you drive. So like, how are you balancing the thing that makes you good, but also understanding the thing that could also hurt you? Um, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I feel like not only tough on me, but for my trainers. Because it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's how I play. And I feel like, you know, everybody knows, you know, that how you land a certain way, how you always hit the floor, you know, all this extra stuff that, you know, an injury could possibly happen. But it's, it's my playing style. It's how I've been playing, you know, since I 
guy athletic I can't say before. Yeah. I wasn't dunking and stuff. I was short and all. But <laughs> um, it's definitely tough. But then you have to manage it uh, pretty much. You have to, you know, look at other ways to not go do that, but still, you know, be a, a good player. Uh, so for me, it's, you know, shooting the ball, like being more consistent to where I don't have to go to the lane every time and receive contact mm-hmm. or, you know, all this. So. I mean, that place goes crazy when you shoot a three. They're like, oh, he's, <laughs> he's versatile. <laughs> All right, you talked about your athleticism. Tell me the three most athletic guards in the league right now. And you obviously can say yourself. So tell yeah, me the I'm two definitely, others. I'm number one, though. You're number one. Who's two? Athletic guards. I'm going to honestly go with Ant-Man. Okay. He, I feel like he's really athletic. Uh, get off the floor pretty fast. Um Zach Levine. Okay. That's one. You can add two more if you want. Are you good with you and? Yeah, I'm number one, but I'm going to just <laughs> pick three. So. <laughs> so you're number one, and then and Zach are jumbled. You know who people forget about, I think, because we haven't seen him on the court in a bit? John Wall. For sure. Is, like, sure. so athletic. But it's so, it goes to, like, when you're not seeing someone, you just forget. Yeah. But, I mean, there was, there's that run. He's like, he might have been the most. Yeah. Like, watching Fastest, him. Fastest. Mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like it's a lot of athletic guards, but people game different. You won't know. Yeah. You won't know if they don't play downhill or whatever, like, you know, I do. So. Yeah. But he's definitely one of the most athletic. Russ still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know what I always think about? So, like, obviously, the first time I interviewed you, you weren't even in the NBA yet. And we had this whole part about how Russell Westbrook was your favorite player and that it was going to be really exciting to be able to play against him. Yeah. How has that, you know, shifted from being the guy that you, like, really look up to to being your opponent? Um, the respect and the respect level still there. Me being a fan, you know, it's still there. Uh. But, you know, once I play, um, I feel like, you know, now it's kind of, you know, I'm kind of getting used to it uh, pretty much going into year four now. So, I've, I've, you know, I played them for some years. But I can say, like, my rookie year, that you know, that first matchup, it was like, I, I want to say maybe it was during the bubble. Mm-hmm. I think it was during the bubble uh, where we played. Um, I actually text my people like, dang, I'm about to play Russ before, like, it was like a surreal moment, like, wow. Like, I was just watching his film, his highlights. Um, and now it's like, you know, I'm actually going up against him. Um, but as of now, it's like going into year four, it's my job to play against, you know, the best players, you know, players I've watched, you know, growing up. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of used to it now. Yeah. Um, so now it's the people who look up to me coming in the league. I was going to say, that's what's wild. Like, even though you're just going into year four, those younger guys— they're going to be sending, like, I'm about to play John Moran. Yeah. They're going to get cooked, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. Nobody can take that one. <laughs> Which incoming rookie are you most looking forward to just cooking? Kennedy Chandler. <laughs> it's okay. But I, I, I see him in a, a couple weeks once he, you know, done with his summer league. <laughs> <laughs> but now, uh, between him and Jayden, you know, but like, you know, I'm the most closest with, you know, and, you know, that that rookie draft class. Um, super excited for both, but obviously Kenny, Kennedy on my team now. Uh, but Jaden is probably the, you know, 
one I'm, you know, most excited to play. Yeah. Because he was just, you know, sitting uh, on the sideline, sitting on the bench with us mm-hmm. uh, early on in my career. And now he's about to share the floor with me. So yeah, definitely a big time moment for both of us. So. No, I love that. So when you, so obviously you were a rookie, you were going to play West West rookies in the text your family. But what has been your like, your welcome to the NBA moment? Because you will probably hand that to some rookies. But what was yours where you said, okay, this is a, this is different? Uh, it was that Kyrie matchup. I felt like it was my welcome to the league moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was 52-point game. I felt like that was the other half, so I split it. That's so funny. Okay, which player this postseason annoyed you the most? Like, they was talking, it was just, it was too much. Annoyed me the most this postseason. Whether it was their defense on you, whether it was just them talking trash, who was it? Pat Bev, for sure. Yeah. But I like that matchup. Like, we got respect for each other. Like, you know, we talk, you know, after the game or whatever, but. And I, I feel like, you know, so much people hate on him, but don't respect him, you know, for what he, he, he you know, he does for teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he just bring this edge, you know, to the table. And it's like everybody get on the same page with him. But mm-hmm. uh, that's probably, I wouldn't say annoyed, but I feel like, you know, the most fun was probably him because everybody know I'm a player to, like, you know, talk back or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, that, you know, that was definitely... He definitely won. I'm not surprised that it's Pat Bev. A few more for you before we let you go. I want to just read this text. I think it's crazy. You were the sixth player in NBA history to average at least 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists in your age 22 season. Obviously, Oscar Robertson, Tracy McGrady, LeBron, Luca, those are the others. But when you hear that and you hear the company, what do you think that says about where you can be in this league when it's all said and done? And one of the, you know, greatest to ever play the game. So I could be in that, you know, conversation, you know, with those guys, you know, if I, you know, continue to improve and, you know, keep up what I'm doing to, you know, be, you know, in that, you know, conversation when it's name, you know, the greats to, you know, play the game. It's definitely motivation, but that's a league company right there. So it's something, you know, you can't take for granted, but, Something you definitely, you know, got to be happy about. But I feel like if it if it doesn't motivate you to, you know, do even more, uh, there's something wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm motivated, so, you know, I got to keep going. <laughs> For sure. This past All-Star, I was there when, you know, they did the the top 75 list. They had everybody there. And you were one of the people that spoke before they introduced the incoming class of the top 75. Are you sitting there thinking, oh, when it's... When it's that top 100. Yeah, for sure. I'm there. For sure. Once once it came through and it was like, you have this opportunity, I, you know, I, I took the opportunity. I don't even like to read, honestly. <laughs> you said I'm... Especially in front of a lot of people. Like, I just feel like my accent and stuff be, you know, a little, all people don't understand me. You were so, great. You know, once I got the opportunity, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take it. You know, I had the chance to, you know, do that and, on that special occasion, on a a night for me who was, you know, well, which was one of, you know, uh, the best nights, you know, in my career, you know, first All-Star, 
then, you know, watching the, you know, top 75 being called out, my mind was like, you know, next time, top 100, I'll be what, you know, Steph and LeBron knows did. Like, at the halftime, they went back, I'll be the one, you know, going back and coming back. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to play that many years, but... <laughs> you sound be tired. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what did Michael Jordan say to you? Did you meet him? Uh, I, I actually didn't see him. Oh, no. Then, like, he was walking, but he was having a conversation. Um, and I was actually going back to uh, the locker room. Well, I was actually coming out of the locker room when I seen him. And it was, you got to go warm up. The game about to start back. So I didn't want to interrupt his conversation. And I had to you know, do my job. So it was, yeah. was kind of tough. Okay, so, but if you could have talked to Michael Jordan in that moment, what would you have said? Thank you. Feel like it's, feel like he, you know, the reason a lot of people, you know, want to play the game of basketball, um, to even, you know, be there with him is, you know, something I didn't see myself doing, you know, as a kid, but having that opportunity uh, to be there and, you know, talk to him, introduce myself, and, you know, just have that conversation with him. Uh, I don't know what I would have said, but yeah, yeah, I wish I played in his generation though. You wish you would have played in his generation. Yeah. Why? I heard he was like, like just how he, you know, go about the game. You know, just that mindset he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to, you know, play against him. Yeah. You know, yeah, this time you're not saying, I would have cooked a... I would have cooked him, too. <laughs> you would have cooked Michael Jordan? Man, I, nobody got more confidence than 12. No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's what you're supposed to say. I get it. As you should. Yeah. I'm, I'm never gonna go and say nobody gonna beat me in one-on-one or anything. Yeah. I don't care what it is, what sport it is, soccer, who the best player in soccer, come on, we can play. <laughs> <laughs> who would y'all say is best player? What, Ronaldo? Neymar? Messi? Messi? Messi, yeah. But you coming from Messi? Cold. But I want, I want to be the goalie. <laughs> I want to be the goalie and have, matter of fact, somebody set it up. Set up you and Messi. <laughs> For sure. You know how hard that is, though, right? Yeah. For sure. Okay, but you still want to try. I'm confident. <laughs> okay, tell me the thing that this offseason you want to improve. The biggest leap you can make. Um, feel like it's pretty much the same as, you know, I improved each year, but, you know, still being, you know, more consistent, you know, with shooting the ball. But mm-hmm. like I said, you know, finding ways to not be on the floor, uh, having to, you know, receive uh, contact at the rim. So I feel like, you know, that part, of my game, um, as it continues to improve, you know, it'll help me with that. So uh, that's pretty much, you know, what I've been locked in on. When you did the press conference the other day, you said, you know, I believe we have all the pieces we need to win a championship. What makes you say that? Um, Starting with the organization, you know, with how they, you know, bring guys who are bought in and hungry, uh, pretty much same mindset. And then after seeing, you know, how we, you know, continue to improve, you know, uh, throughout the years, um, I feel like, you know, we have a lot of key pieces on this team, mm-hmm. um, some great leaders. Um, and then our young core, you know, that we, you know, pretty much, just, you know, brought in, um, being able to come in and contribute as well. Um, I feel like, you know, in this league, uh, you can have the best player in the world, but you got to have, you know, guys around them. And I feel like I have the, you know, perfect guys, you know, around me to, you know, win a championship mm-hmm. and I feel like you know we got that chance and you know that's what we're going for 
I know that, you know, the the team in general has earned the respect of the league, but you two specifically have earned the respect of the league. What's been your favorite thing that like a guy said to you after a game um, that just made you feel good about where you are in the NBA right now? Mm. I honestly don't know. Um, I feel like, you know, after the games and stuff, you know, you normally be like, all right, good game, you know, stay healthy, good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, it was guys, uh, I think it was all-star after some games, you know, top guys in this league, you know, pretty much talking about my game, whether it was like Braun, you know, or whatever. Um, just to, you know, hear guys like that, you know, say, you know, you're special, talented, uh, you know, it goes a long way. Yeah. All right. And last thing before we go, I got to make sure everybody sees that. He has him tatted on his hand. What made you get that? And so that's why, because I don't think people realize, like, if you, I don't know, you have a good layup, a good dunk, and then you do this. I don't think they get you're tapping the him. The him. They just think that you're, like, touching your... I'm him. The only him. (laughs) Him, not them. Him, not them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and way too early rookie of the year pick. Who do you think wins it? Because if you write, you know, we're going to play this clip when they win. Jaya. Jaden. What makes him special? I just feel like, you know, his his hunger. Um, I feel like that goes a long way. Not even, you know, talking about, you know, what he can do, you know, for a team, you know, offensively or whatever. But like, even talking with him, like, in college or whatever, he probably could have a great game for most people. But for him, it's like, all right. And I've I seen the same thing with myself. So, um, you know, just seeing that and how he can, you know, score the ball, you know, from, you know, all three levels. Um, I feel like, you know, he, he he got a chance. Obviously, you have, you know, the top three picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you pretty much don't know how that how, how that's going to go. Um, but um, I feel like, you know, he, he'll win it. Yeah. I normally don't like player comparisons, but the Jaden and Jaw comparison feels very spot on. Man, that's my little brother. Yeah, yeah. So that one, that one works. Um, we got any live questions from the stream? We're live, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> what, what y'all got to ask? <laughs> we lie. <laughs> well, everyone's talking about you versus Michael Jordan right now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one was gonna blow up. Then <laughs> <laughs> I cook him. <laughs> but if you think if if Mike was me when you were talking about the greats before him, he wasn't saying they were beating him either. Yeah, he would have said the same thing for sure. That's that mentality you gotta have to be a killer in this league. Oh, this is a good one. If you could get one, they said one attribute from the NBA, but like I probably I think it means like if you could go out winning as like the most something player in the NBA, what would that be? Like, you're known as the one person that did this. Like, you mean, like, is he known as, like, the most athletic of all time or the most exciting, the most, like, Shaq's the most dominant? Like, what do you want your adjective to be? Excited. The most exciting? Yeah. Outside of the best player in the world. You, like, putting on a show. Yeah, for sure. Like, you're very aware that you're putting on a show when you're out there. It's honestly be crazy. Like, I really just... Go out and play. Like it's like if I'm going for a dunk or something. It's like when I jump, whatever. You know, I just plan on doing in the air. I pretty much do. Or if I'm coming and I make a pass, however I get past there, it's just pretty much me and how I play. So you sometimes know? I don't even 
recognize I did something to after the fact. Like the 360 layups, they they not playing at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know you uh you say I haven't got that LeBron dunk that you I talked have, about last season. I got a, I got some years though, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got some years, man. <laughs> Anyone? A lot of people asking about KD trade rumors. You think he'll he'll come to the Grizzlies if he came? What would you think? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing, a lot of people in Memphis are in the chat asking what's your favorite spot in Memphis or some of your favorite spots to go to, to eat. Anything probably? Go out. Eat. My favorite spots in Memphis. I just got in the bowling. You good? No. But I beat anybody in, in this live chat on bowling. <laughs> I'm not good, but I win. <laughs> uh, y'all can try Let It Fly. It's actually Mike Miller's spot. That's one of my top spots I go to. Got a little private room if you need your little room in there. Everything you need. <laughs> anyway. Wing guru. Get you some wings, man. You know what? We need new, um, we need new, like, wreck activities because we golfed. We weren't good. Yeah. And you're terrible. saying you're not good at bowling. Uh, but if Tiger want to play golf, we can. Okay. And would you win? For sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, we're beating Tiger Woods at golf. We're beating Michael Jordan. We're doing all the things. Messy. Messy. Come on. Go. <laughs> He's not scoring on you. <laughs> well, this is a pleasure. As always, we'll, we'll do it again in a year. Anniversary. Thanks, y'all. Every year. <laughs> if it's a singer in, in the live chat, I can sing better than you. No, okay, but hold on. Actually, admit I actually nah, can nah, sing you better it, you than you. It, you got it. You got it. I got a little of my, I can't right now. You know, Vegas done some stuff to my book. <laughs> now you're doing this. Because nah, I'm going to say I, I, I'm good at everything, but say you can sing better than me. <laughs> but I, I, I can. Now nah, she can't sing, y'all. <laughs> Go to a karaoke bar. No, I make her do karaoke. No, 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 no. Maybe one day I'll put some footage out. Karaoke, you got to do karaoke. Yeah, I get into it. I got y'all too, though. Wait, what's your go-to karaoke song? Because you won't, you don't do it. You just go. Oh, uh, until the end of time. By Justin Timberlake. Really? That's a banger. I almost started singing just. I w- wanted you to. That's nah, why I asked. Nah, we all good. We all good. <laughs> Live, y'all got to see That's that probably next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chuck.